Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You heard it there from Jim on the SportsCenter update. We have a doubleheader tonight in the NFL. Eagles, Bucks. That will kick off in just over 10 minutes from now. Rams, Bengals. We'll get it going in a little over from an hour from now. Be a part of Amber and Ian Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Welcome back to the party, Dr. Pepper. I feel like as a radio host here on ESPN Radio, Ian, that's when it really is college football season, when Dr. Pepper gets involved. Yeah, we're about a month in. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, you know what? All right, here we go. Yep. Now now we've figured out who really has what and who doesn't, who is a paper mache, <clears throat> Colorado, and who is legit. And oh, let's not go ahead and just dismiss a 17-year run, <clears throat> Alabama, right? So there we go. Yeah, I I'm don't with know. you. Dr. Pepper's back in. I'm not sure anybody's legit in college football, but we are going to get to college football a little bit later in the show. Let's start with these NFL games coming up tonight. Let's start with the early game because it's about to kick off. So I want to get some Eagles-Bucks talk in here before that game gets started. And Ian, it's interesting. Before we were doing the show, we were in the pre-show meeting, James... Steele and I, our producer, he was saying that, you know, what's interesting about this matchup? He, he was questioning whether the Bucks are interesting at all. And I know that we didn't expect much from the Bucks, but I think that's, to me, why they are such an interesting team. Because we expected the Eagles to be good. One of these teams is going to be the only unbeaten team along with the 49ers in this conference after tonight. The other team is finally going to suffer a loss. If I had told you before the season the Eagles were part of that conversation, you wouldn't have been surprised. You might have been more surprised over the fact that, frankly, they haven't looked very good in these wins. The Bucks being part of that conversation would have surprised you. And from my perspective, perspective that makes them really interesting yeah I agree with you and, and Baker Mayfield completing nearly 70 percent of his passes you know no INTs I mean I let that sink in no turnovers well yeah I and mean, we, we say only three touchdowns but we're only through two weeks of football right so when you're completing nearly 70 percent of your passes three touchdowns no picks taking care of the football you brought it up and before the season began like you know Baker kind of looked like the Baker that we saw beating the Pittsburgh Steelers in a playoff game when he was with the Cleveland Browns and almost beating the unbeatable Patrick Mahomes right in the Kansas City Chiefs and Arrowhead the following week. That's the guy you saw at the end of last year with the Rams. So what the Bucks do? All right, you know what? Come on, Baker. Come on in here. And so far, he's looked like that guy that we saw when he was healthy with the Cleveland Browns. That That's the most, probably the, through the first grotesquely overreactionary, you know, first two weeks of the season that we always do. Baker Mayfield right now is a comeback player of the year. Right. Give me somebody else, especially at that position. I mean, he, he he's, he's doing things that ev- we're all going Amber. All right. When's the other guy going to show up? Well, he might not be one because of the system he's in two. 
To your point, at the end of that run with the Rams, he looked like the Baker that was healthy winning a playoff game with the Browns. Yeah, none of us were watching the Rams at the end of the season, but quietly Baker was starting to look good again. And here he is in Tampa now looking very good. And he doesn't need to light the world on fire there, but you mentioned it. No turnovers yet for this Tampa Bay Bucks team. They're, they're the only, that is the only quarterback in his entire conference that can make that claim. That is the only team that can make that claim in that entire conference. I didn't even so, know that. Really? Mm-hmm. I, had no, I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. No other NFC team can say they haven't turned the ball over. Just wow. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so Baker has been protecting the football. He's been playing good football. Overall, this Tampa Bay team has been playing good football. Now, Who have they played good football against? Minnesota, Chicago. At the same time, the Eagles have also, well, not really played good football, but they're also undefeated, right? They've also gotten the dubs, and yet it's come Vikings, Patriots, Zach Wilson. Like, it's hard to, with these two teams, evaluate what they've done thus far you're going to get that opportunity, I think, to evaluate things tonight. This will be Baker's toughest test because going up against this Eagles D-line, that Bucks O-line might actually start showing some cracks in its foundation. It wasn't expected to be a very good O-line as we came into this season. They performed better than a lot of people expected. We'll see tonight if they are getting pressure on Baker, whether Baker resorts back to you know Carolina Baker Mayfield. Well, but to your point, I don't care who you've played so far, right? I mean, it, it, the first two weeks, how many how many coaches, how many players have you and I talked to over the last three weeks that have told us, or analysts, right? Like Herm Edwards last week. We really don't know who has what because of the the, the CBA where you really can't hit during camp. You know, and, the, and that was collectively bargained in the collectively, collective bargaining agreement by the players and the shortened preseason. The first two weeks of the NFL season are almost like preseason games. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your bodies are getting callous. You're getting conditioned to play the game of football, professional football. Now we start to find out who has what or who doesn't have what. Who's, who's just this mirage and who's legit. Like your Miami Dolphins, look, first, two, first three weeks of the season, hello. I mean, Best team in the world. They are legit. I mean, they, it's it's... What we saw yesterday, I mean, I'm doing, you know, New England and the Jets in in awful conditions at MetLife. And we are constantly, during the game, marveling at, you know, oh, two of 17 of 17, right? Oh, that's another Miami touchdown. I mean, we we know now Miami is not some, you know, just mirage or, or just, you know, fantasy world. They're legit. They are. Now, the rest of these teams, I mean, we're, we're, now we're starting to find out. And tonight will be a good barometer as to what the Eagles have with two new coordinators, offensive and defensive, right? And also, are the Bucks really a contender mm-hmm. going up against the defending NFC champs? We're going to find out a lot tonight. We're going to find out a whole lot tonight. And you mentioned what the Dolphins did. We are going to get to some Dolphins talk coming up. But what the Dolphins did, you could go ahead and you can point the finger. Well, they did it against the Broncos. But when you put up 70, 70 points, it doesn't matter how bad the competition is. With the Eagles and the Bucks. The competition's been harder to evaluate because I mentioned it. The Eagles there beating the Vikings and the Patriots who have, you know, one combined win against Zach Wilson, right? I mean, trying to evaluate what they have done with the competition that they have faced, it's been hard so far to really evaluate. But at the same time, 
the first couple weeks, you mentioned the growing pains there, the preseason games, plus talking about a Philadelphia team that is adjusting to losing five starters on defense, adjusting to injuries, by the way, on defense as well, and then coordinators there, two new coordinators. And so what is it going to look like tonight against the Tampa Bay team that's been surprising people that clearly still has some offense there in Tampa? We kind of discounted some of the weapons that are still available in Tampa that have Super Bowl rings. Right. It's like, we just forgot those guys exist, you know? And and then on the other side of the ball, we've, we've, you know, Oh, Hey, Devin White's still there, right? Mm -hmm. Lloyd's still there. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not like they, they're, you know, Vita Vea might be the sexiest 355 pound man alive. I mean, that dude out of Washington is just a beautiful, you know, interior defensive lineman. You could put him in in a rugby scrum and he'd crush you. You put pads on him in the NFL, he'll crush you. And, and we forgot him also, to your point, Amber, about that side of the ball that Tampa didn't stink on, right? I mean, they still have a ton of talent. They were just looking after Tom Brady was halfway retired and retired and whatever the hell was going on there last year. Now they went in and, you know, Baker Mayfield, again, to our, to our the point of our the start of this conversation for people just tuning in, is looking like the Baker Mayfield that won a playoff game with the Cleveland Browns completing nearly 70% of his passes, three touchdowns, no INTs. No interceptions. We will see if that's all fool's gold tonight when he faces the Philadelphia Eagles. We are going to get to the Miami Dolphins, like I said. Before we do any of that, though, let's get some betting advice from Ian. Bet till your hands bleed. I wish I had the over in your fish yesterday. Everyone that, does. <laughs> they Goodness. covered that thing nearly twice on their own. All right, tonight we are 14 and 8 on the season. 14 and 8. So let's not screw it up here on a Monday night. We're not trying to double up to catch up. We're, we're playing with house money. Give me Tampa plus the six tonight. I have faith in that defense in Baker Mayfield. I don't think they win, but I think they cover the number and give me the under in. Oh. Well, yeah, yeah, the Rams and Bengals, 46 now. It's gone up, 45.5 to 46. Give me the under in the Rams and Bengals. I don't care if Joe Burrow does or does not play. I think that bad boy is going under the 46, 14-8 on the year. Two plays tonight. Bet to your hands bleed. Teams have made adjustments to Jalen Hurts, it seems like, coming into this season. And the Eagles have survived by handing it off, handing it off, handing it off. They're not going to be able to do that against this Tampa run defense, a very sound defense in that respect. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we had the Dolphins and the Cowboys in the Super Bowl last week. Well, one of those teams lived up to the hype. The other one, not so much. We'll get into that next. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. He's gone. 30. Nobody's going to catch the H.J. Impressive, man. Yeah, impressive might be understating it, frankly. Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. So last week, Pat McAfee had said on the Pat McAfee show that if the Super Bowl happened today, we would drop the Dolphins and the Cowboys into that thing and watch them go. And that was last week. And this week, what a difference a week makes, right, Ian? This week, one of those two teams is still in the conversation. Uh, if, I, if we're going to overreact to one week, the other team's not. I'm not going to over. You know me. I'm not going to overreact to one week. I mean, teams have bad days, and some teams can overcome injuries. Some can't, right? Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys had three offensive linemen out, and mm-hmm. they lost their star corner lockdown, which shuts down one half of the field for Dan Quinn, their defensive coordinator, and Trayvon Diggs, done for the year with the ACL injury. For some reason, some teams don't play well against others. They can't get in the sandbox and just have a good time, right? That's the Dallas Cowboys with the Arizona Cardinals. They are 2-9 and a nine in their last 11 games. For some reason, they just don't play well. Or they have injuries. And, and again, three offensive linemen, including Zach Martin out, that's a big problem for the Cowboys. So I'm not going to overreact to that. But I will overreact to what your fish did. I mean, we're in the middle of, you know, Patriots-Jets, which was, we deserved hazard pay. Everybody was on that field getting paid to watch that game and those elements of I mean, 20, 25 the people that. You at least were getting paid something to watch that game. I Imagine turned, the people paying. I turned to around watch and talked to a lot of fans, right oh. behind the Jets bench, and I'm and I go, "You having fun yet?" And this one woman went, "I would rather have you remove my toenails with a screwdriver." I went, <laughs> "Okay, that was graphic, but you're here. You're still here, and we're we're about to start the fourth quarter. I mean, but through the game." You know, I mean, we, we kept going back to what was going on in another AFC East battle, uh, meaning a, not battle, but uh, with one AFC East team, and that's your fish. I mean, at one point, Tannenbaum goes, you know, we're coming back from break, and Mike T, who will join us coming up in about 40 minutes, says, Tua Tungabaloa right now is 17 for 17, and Miami's up a gazillion to whatever, like three on Denver. He said to go 17 for 17 in practice is impressive, much less in an NFL game. And we just kept marveling as our game continued at MetLife. We kept going back to your Miami Dolphins. I mean, it's A-Chain from, from Texas A&M. Aggie fans are going, hey, Jimbo, where the hell was this? Mm-hmm. He had 18 carries for 203, two tuds. I mean, it, it, and he's the, the afterthought. Tua was sensational. Miami was sensational. And Denver, it wasn't a failure to participate. It was a failure to show up. And they got punked. So I turn it over now. That's my thoughts 
on the Miami Dolphins. I turn it over now to the queen of the fish, and that is Amber Wilson. Amber, It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire life, and that includes <laughs> the birth of my son. I mean, it was just... It was it was one of the most glorious things that I've ever experienced uh, in my forty years on this earth. It, it was very, it's a, it's an out of body experience as a Dolphins fan because this just doesn't seem real, and that's the sentiment from every Dolphins fan that I talk to. It's really hard to believe, and when it's happening in front of you, it's still really hard to believe, even though you're witnessing it. The sheer numbers, the way the offense looks. You know, it would be one thing if just Tua looked pretty good and Tyreek looked like Tyreek from Kansas City. Like, the guys that we already knew, you know? Like, everyone everyone came into the season. Tua is good if he can stay healthy. You know, Tyreek is good. But it's these other guys that you just mentioned. Devon Ashant, like, what? A rookie? Over 200 yards on 18 carries? A couple touchdowns? To add to what Mostert did with three touchdowns on the night, heck, this was a team that we were talking about maybe trading for Jonathan Taylor or how bad they needed Delvin Cook. Apparently not. Chris Greer knew better than the rest of us. They don't need help there in terms of the backfield. And then Tua, that 17-17 and start, he finished 23-26, of 309 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. The backup quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, Mike White, which, who don't New York Jets fans probably wish they had that guy still. He was perfect on the night. <laughs> oh, you're right. He was we'll two for two. 67 yards from Mike White on those two passes. Uh, and then Mike McDaniel did the classy thing, and he didn't go for the record, which, boy, I hated. I hated with every... You know why he did it, Selling though, don't you? my body. You, you know because, why he did it. He did it because of the old boys network. He did it because nope, nope. the unwritten rules amongst nope. coaches, and he doesn't nope. want to embarrass Sean Payton. Nope. And he already he, did. He hung 70 on him. What do you mean not embarrass him? Okay, you know but, why it, he but did he, it? Didn't, he didn't eclipse. He could have eclipsed the NFL record. In my opinion, your head coach, Mon Frere McDaniel there for the Miami Dolphins, remember Denver did not even think about granting him an interview. Mm-hmm. To be the head coach. When he was their ball boy. Yep. Absolutely. Grew up a Denver Broncos. And Nathaniel fan. Hackett, they hired Hackett, didn't even think about, didn't even interview Mike McDaniel. That To me, that was a message to them like, you know what? I could have punked you. I could have tied the record, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to do it. And here's a message to you all. You screwed up when you hired Hackett and you could have had 70. That to me was a subtle classy message in a big old football finger to the Denver Broncos from your head coach. And I love every bit of it. A lot of people have been saying that I, I went in fairness to the Broncos. Nobody, but the Miami dolphins interviewed Mike McDaniel for a head coaching job. I believe I have that right. Nobody was looking at him as a head coach. Boy, did the Miami dolphins know something that nobody else knew. Cause that dude seems like a genius. I also wonder if he had no confidence in Jason Sanders because we have major problems at kicker. <laughs> major problems and and frankly would it have been more embarrassing to go for the record and then not make the kick I I genuinely wonder if that was part of the evaluation low-key that he will never admit to I'm not going to go for the record because I don't believe in my field goal Wilson I hadn't thought about that but uh, seriously Sanders has missed a bunch of extra points even this season I like I like the football finger aspect as a theory a hell of a lot more than you know what if we miss it uh, yeah uh, 70 to 20 doesn't feel as good as taking a knee. No matter what, you score 70 on teenagers. I mean, that is absolutely remarkable. 
much less in an NFL game. I've never, ever seen or heard anything like it. I haven't had time yet because I just flew back today after doing UCLA-Utah and then obviously uh, you know Patriots uh, and Jets yesterday. I can't wait to go back and actually watch this game and because th- there had to be a ton of quit in Denver and a lot of bleep you from Miami. I mean, it, that to hang to beat a team by fifty in the National Football League, it's unheard of. It's I've college ne- I, stuff. I've never dreamed I would see something like this. It's Ever. running up the score on the Denver Broncos, but he didn't. I mean, he pulled the starters. It wasn't like the starters were in the end of the they, game. They got to put out good tape. Film don't lie. They got to put out good tape too. Well, yeah. and the, the backups were just scoring on Denver, and and I don't know what Peyton was doing having Russell Wilson out there at the end. I mean, he played the entire game. Uh, I didn't understand I the the purpose of that. I mean, I guess you're just trying to stick it to your quarterback. But watching that Broncos team as closely as I did, I I don't know if I'm becoming like I don't know if I have this weird thing where I just defend all Wilsons now. So like Zach Wilson, I end up defending, and now I'm defending Russell Wilson. We'll get to that. No, I didn't no feel shot. like Russell Wilson was th- was the problem on the Denver Broncos. I felt like there were so many problems on that team around Russell Wilson. Well, I, I I hate using the Q word, and that is quit. But that squad quit. Professional athletes quit, and the well, film yeah. does not lie. I mean, there's no other way to explain 70 to 20 unless we're just the best team on planet Earth with James. James, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes might not be the best quarterback in the league anymore, James. It might stop. be my Tua. It might stop be it. my Tua. I'm just, just saying. Stop. Move over, Patrick. There's a new sheriff in town. Stop. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. I see what you're doing there with the music. I see what's happening. James, are you excited that the biggest storyline out of your game isn't actually what's happening on the field anymore at this point for the Kansas City Chiefs. I have gone down so many rabbit holes with this thing that I'm not sure what to think anymore. It's I, I mean, so it, weird. It is the most bizarre thing I think that's ever happened in any of my fandoms. 
You should I feel know. like Amber, oh, yesterday, yes. all me and James did was just send Taylor Swift TikToks back and forth. That's it. <laughs> look at James Steele I'm on obsessed TikTok. With it, yeah. You're on TikTok? Yeah, I'm on TikTok, yeah. Oh, look at you. I'm hip. That's very hip of you, cool. yeah. James Steele. Well, it's taking it a little far. Uh, Amber and Ian is on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Let's hurry up. The football season never ends with Amber and Ian. Turn it up and this is the Harry Up. Hello, James. Hi. <laughs> you two with your AFC rival thing, best <laughs> team, whatever. It's going to be thoroughly entertaining for me through January and Rachel and well, Matt Lag. Listen, three weeks of a season, whatever. I mean, there's no competition right now. Yeah, whatever. Your Did biggest you storyline is a, a, a pop be... music star. Our biggest storyline yeah. is 70 points. Well,. I, I just saw hey, that Travis Kelsey uh, jersey sales are up like 400%. So good for him. Uh, nice I hope that's not why he's doing sales. this, right? No. Because he's no, they're in love. To... They're in love. 100%. Oh, okay. 100%. They weren't even holding right. hands, though, in that video that, on the way fine. out. They're in love. Be quiet. Uh, the Broncos. <laughs> we just talked about the Broncos a little bit. But obviously, they didn't have a great day yesterday. And Sean Payton got a little bit chippy with reporters after the game. I know that... You said it's embarrassing, but this is kind of an historic game. I'm more. Third time the team has scored 70 points over 700. What's the question? I mean, what's the question? How do you feel about it? Being I just finished telling you. Historically embarrassing. Next question. Yep. Sean Payton not having uh, much of that at all. Uh, what a shame. Uh, so yesterday was a disaster for Payton and the Broncos. Complete embarrassment. So, so sad. Why haven't things worked out in Denver so far? Who are you asking, me or Ian? Ian, take Ian. it away. I said Ian, yeah. Oh, my bad. I, I, yeah, I didn't hear a, a, an Ian unless my, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> it's written here on my script, so I'm pretty sure I said it. Anyway, I think he's got Taylor Swift on the brain there, Amber. I'm with I think you. so, too. <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm kind of with Sean Payton as far as ask the question. I mean, there's no point in just, you know, continuing to, he, he just addressed 70 points, right? And then, the, the, you know, whoever the reporter was kept bringing it back up. And I, I'm with Sean. What's the question? How did it happen? What, whatever your question was, right, answer it. And as far as what's wrong with the Broncos, if he doesn't have the answer, I damn sure don't, James. So good luck trying to figure that one out. But I'll tell you this. A lot of people will say throw that film away, Amber, and not even don't even watch it. I disagree. I would be pointing out to position groups, one by one, D-line, linebackers, secondary, and pointing out lack of effort and quit in that team. Because you get 70 hung on you, I don't care who it is, right? That's embarrassing. And a lot of guys quit. I would be going and showing that film to point out specific instances as to where guys quit during that game. But James, your short answer to your question, man, I – I have no idea what's wrong with them. I, I couldn't begin to tell you, and Sean's got to try and figure that out. They had less penalties than the Miami Dolphins had. Russell Wilson was only sacked one time yesterday. The th- common things that you would point your finger at and say, hey, this is what's bad about that team, 
it's not all presenting itself. Now, what is bad about this team is that defense. That defense was atrocious yesterday. It's very easy to point our finger at the offense. It's very easy to go Russell Wilson. And watching him yesterday, I'm not saying Russell Wilson's great, but I I don't feel like he's the biggest problem, frankly, with that Denver Broncos team. We're going to spend a lot of time on him because that's what happens when you get the insane contract and when they're paying him all that money through 2027 or whatever he is that he's locked up under contract for them at this point. But that's really what it is. If he was on a different contract, I'm not sure how much we'd be talking about Russell Wilson in this equation because the Denver Broncos have problems far beyond that quarterback position. That defense allowing the Miami Dolphins to do whatever it wanted yesterday, it was remarkable to watch as a Dolphins fan. I can't imagine how frustrating it was to watch as a Denver Broncos fan. I would imagine the huge majority of them had turned off their televisions at halftime. All right, sticking with the AFC West, if there's one thing that Brandon Staley loves, it's going for it on fourth down in questionable situations. And he lived up to the reputation yesterday, going for it on fourth down on his own 24-yard line late in there. The Chargers win over the Vikings. Thankfully for Staley, it worked out for them. But here's the Chargers head coach on his late-game decision. Yeah, just no timeouts, and it was less than a yard, and, and just we feel like we had the play to finish with the ball. We were protecting, you know, four points, not three. So that was part of, you know, my thought process. And uh, I believe in our group. You know, we came here to win, and that's what we were trying to do. Amber, despite everything that's happened with him and the Chargers over the past couple of years, do you kind of, like, respect Staley for sticking to his guns and going for it on fourth down in almost any situation, no matter what? I mean, respect might be overstating it a little bit or putting that in the same sentence as Brandon Staley. But here's what I will say. It worked out for them because that's what the analytics say it's supposed to, right? I mean, isn't that the whole thing with Brandon Staley is that he's doing what the analytics tell him to do? So it worked out because statistically, analytically, it's supposed to work out more often than not. And you saw it actually work out in that game. What I'm impressed by is the tenacity, though, from Brandon Staley. Because the easier move here, Ian, is to never go with the analytics, even if you're the analytics guy because there's so much noise around Brandon Staley and his seat is so hot. And if it doesn't work out, even if statistically it's more improbable that it's not going to work out, if it doesn't work out, the noise is so loud around it that from a mental toughness standpoint, I think it is harder to do what Brandon Staley's doing. It's to go by what the numbers are telling him to do in the face of all the scrutiny he knows is coming on the back end. Because if you don't go for it and it ends up not being a good decision and you end up losing the game, the noise isn't as loud because everybody's far more comfortable with coaches not going for it in that spot. I respect that portion of what Brandon Staley does. I'm not sure it's the right decision overall, but him being able to block out the noise and not care about any of the rest of us in the noise that we're making out here in the media, I mean, it's, it, I guess it, it deserves some respect. To answer your question, James, I'm going to go not just no, but hell no. And Amber, I think that he does hear the noise and he was trying to shut everybody up by, if he gotten it, going, see, that's why I go for it. But guess what? Analytics don't compute when it comes to momentum or in-game situations. There is no algorithm to measure that. You can lean heavily on analytics, but in the moment of the game, you have to take that part into consideration. Look, you want to lean on on numbers and analytics, go right ahead. But in that moment, the smart move is to punt the damn football. He said it, you're up four. What's easier to get when it comes to a touchdown, 80 yards or 25 yards? Hello, analytics. That's simple damn math. 
punt the stinking football. You can lean on analytics all you want, but there's no algorithm to measure momentum. So, James, to answer your question, not just no, but hell no. He got lucky not to be 0-3. All right, Zach Wilson is pretty terrible, and I think everybody knows it, including the most legendary Jets quarterback of all time, Joe Namath. I don't believe in him. I don't believe he has a future as a good player, and I think they made a wrong choice when they drafted him. I feel that way. He has some athletic ability, but you've got to have something up here that's going on whenever you're studying, reading, playing out there. Sitting down, throwing the book. It's ridiculous. You've got the wrong people playing and picking them. So that was Joe Namath on the Michael K show earlier today. Ian, what should the Jets do about their quarterback situation? Man, you had Mike Tannenbaum on the broadcast with us yesterday on ESPN Radio saying it might be time to go to Tyler Boyd, the pride of Eastern Kentucky. Let that sink in. Bring in number seven, bench number two, during the game. Behind the Jets bench, some of the stuff that's being said to Zach Wilson. I mean, I wanted to call, I, I almost wanted to say something, but then I know it'd be turned on me, right? So, I mean, it's vicious, and he hears every bit of it. But behind that old line, when you're moving Beckton, this is what I didn't understand, Amber, and you and I were talking about this in pre-show. You move Beckton to the left tackle. You you kick out Elijah Vera Tucker to right tackle. That means you're also now putting in a new guy. That's three of your five up front that are new spots because Dwayne Brown is down and on the IR for four weeks. You're 38-year-old left tackle. Just move one guy. Don't move three. I, I didn't get that. But And look, the conditions yesterday were awful. I was down there. I mean, it's 20 to 25-mile-an-hour winds at times. It was a constant either Irish mist or downpour. But that's not an excuse for Zach Wilson. He was all he holds the it ball is. too long. It is he an hold, excuse. No, all it's of it not. is an excuse. He holds the ball. Uh, all he, of it's an excuse for Zach Wilson. He holds he has the ball. had no he opportunity the, to develop on that team, Ian, and he's not going to. They're not putting him in any they're they're not doing Zach, anything uh, right no, 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 with no, no, Zach no, no, Wilson. Wait, no, I'm not gonna hear that. Because here's the thing he holds the ball longer than any other quarterback in the National Football League. His release is three point two two seconds going into that game. Sal Palantonio gave that to me before the game, and I, I looked it up. I'm like, oh, my God. You know what 3.22 seconds is from your release point? That's dead last in the NFL. Dead last. He holds the ball too long, and he does not – he's not seeing the field at all. The dude is a bad, bad quarterback. But And that's just not just yesterday. Yesterday was with the elements and the O-line – you can make an excuse for yesterday, but not his entire career right now. The guy just ain't seeing it. He's more well, his concerned about his has, bandana than anything else. His entire career has gone like this, and it's going to go like this as long as he's in New York. I, I, I genuinely think Zach Wilson, I have no idea if he could be an okay quarterback in the National Football League. I'm pretty convinced he cannot be there with the New York Jets. And I think, frankly, it's more of an organizational failure than a Zach Wilson failure, although everybody wants to point at Zach Wilson. I don't remember the last time I saw what Mark Sanchez. Like, when was the last time we saw D? Decent quarterback play there in Greg New McElroy. York. So the the list goes well beyond Zach Wilson, but somehow it's Zach Wilson's fault. How did they not have a contingency plan for Aaron Rodgers, your 39-year-old quarterback? How did they not have a better hold 
on the O-line. Why when Dwayne Brown, who's 38 years old and has an injury history going out, why does that mean that you're making three more moves on a line that's already had no opportunity to try to gel together? Because, by the way, that entire line with Mekhi Becton, who's hardly played the last few years of his career, uh, Vera Tucker, who played, I think, seven games last season. I mean, the entire line and your key pieces have missed significant time, and now they're not getting an opportunity to gel together even with the healthy pieces because you're switching them around all over the place when you should have had contingency plans for all of this. And then also design your offense for the guy who can't check down properly. Properly, and it can't be complicated with that guy. And it, it, it's just, just not seeing it, Amber. They're, they're he, holds not it, doing, he holds it too long. They're not long putting he, him he, in any situation to be successful. I'm telling you. He just, he just doesn't see it. There were, there were guys open yesterday, and he holds the ball too damn long. There's zero Wilson, confidence. Zero. Zach Wilson yesterday. Well, and how can you have any confidence? Like, why would he have confidence? He was benched for Mike White over and over again last season, which why, amounted why absolutely nothing. Him? It was completely there was completely no purpose to it. It's why he I was lost screaming. that team with one word last year. And he ain't it was getting just it back one word. His post he team comments last he yesterday either. Wouldn't have lost his team if the coaching staff had handled the locker room better. You don't lose your team with oh, a one syllable word if the coaching staff handles it better. They have done nothing. <laughs> nothing to help their number two overall pick be successful. Absolutely nothing. And they continue to do it. So he's not going to be successful. And frankly, they're going to get what they deserve because they didn't handle any of it properly. Zach Wilson yesterday was 18 of 36, 157 yards. No interceptions. No interceptions. Also no touchdowns. Coming up next, (laughs) the biggest story in the NFL wasn't on the field. I will say this. It is getting a little harder for me to defend. Like my, my, he ain't got Pseudo it. son Zach Wilson out here. It's getting a little harder. The biggest story Still in the, the most bizarre thing that's ever happened <laughs> I don't understand on ESPN it. Radio. He, I, I, I watched Wilson. it in person yesterday. He, he, I'm behind goodness. the bench. He ain't got it. That team, they don't, the big, they don't like him. The biggest story. Well, obviously. And now you have a, a legend out here, a Jets legend, just calling, like just eviscerating you for Burying no reason. Them. That's going to be helpful if I were up against it. The biggest story in the NFL wasn't on the field. It was up in a suite at Arrowhead. We're going to get into that next. <laughs> We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. (laughs) <laughs> the biggest story in the NFL this week somehow wasn't the Miami Dolphins putting up 70 points on the Denver Broncos, a score of the likes of which we haven't seen since 1966. So most of us haven't even seen it in our entire lifetimes. It wasn't the Dallas Cowboys laying an egg against the Arizona Cardinals, a team that's supposed to be tanking, but clearly the team itself did not get the yeah, message there. Players didn't there. get that memo, right? Players did not get that memo. Frankly, the I'm Bears not sure that did. coach. I'm not sure that co- that new coach in Arizona got that memo either. The, the Bears seem right on track uh, have, have receiving that memo. So none of those things, though, were the biggest story. And it wasn't that the Kansas City Chiefs looked good and had a big win over a bad Bears team, right? No, none of that. It was what was happening in the suites at Arrowhead Stadium because Miss Taylor Swift 
She made an appearance there. She was in Travis Kelsey's suite and not just in the suite, but in the suite with his mom, which James Steele, resident KC fan here, James, a little early to be meeting mama, isn't it? That's a big deal. Like you're just <laughs> hanging out with mom. Like, that's, a, okay. that's not something you take lightly, right? I, I have mixed feelings on this because I always thought it was a big deal. But then I did have a guy introduce me to his mom before, like on like date. How'd that turn out? It was like date two. I ended up dating him for years. Like he ended oh, okay. up being a serious boyfriend. But I think I read into it maybe too much and looking back on it. I mean, it worked out. Like he obviously was serious about me and liked me. But I also feel like looking back on it, that he was just really close to his parents. And that was his move. And I didn't know I was going to meet his parents. It wasn't like, oh, I'm bringing you home to meet my parents. It was like, hey, I have to stop by my mom's house and grab my mail. And then like it's literally a I'm meeting your inviting, mom. Inviting a superstar to your suite, you know, knowing your mom is going to be there. Like, this, this is where the, I right, hold on a minute, the BS radar goes up for me. And I wonder how much of this is just a glorious PR stunt by Taylor Swift and Kelsey, right? Why that's does n- she hold on, James. Need the that's PR. number one. Number two is this reminded me of Jennifer Simpson and Tony Romo. Remember Jessica. that where, where Simpson was in, you know, uh, the suite, and she has her pink Romo jersey on, and you know, he, he, she's on the field with him before he. They went way over the top. They were actually dating though, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a thing. Mm-hmm. This was, if everyone remembers how this started, and if you don't, you're just tuning in, you don't remember, Kelsey put it out there like, hey, you know, what, you know, went to a concert, try to, you know, you know, want to give you my digits. And then he and his brother Jason on their podcast, which is amazing, you know, put it out there again. And then last week it was supposed that the two had connected. My daughters told me that was fake. Well, Maybe it wasn't because who ends up in the suite and the biggest story in the NFL and social media, not just the red section of the, of the USA Today, but the purple section of the USA Today. That is, uh, yes, Kelsey and Taylor Swift. But my BS radar does go up when he's wearing the, the suit that's like a tribute to her 1989 album. Mm-hmm. I only knew that because I spent 10 minutes with my older daughter, Rowan, coming back <laughs> off of that's you know, two prep. games that's in two days. Prep, yeah. So is, I got that right. Is it 1989? Yes. Yeah, because the, the name of his suit was like 1989 something. It was like some okay, designer throwback. It wasn't a suit. It was like an yeah. outfit. The PRBS meter the is, is, is way up for me right now. I, I did find that to be a little contrived. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's a little too perfect. <laughs> they leave in a convertible. That's a little too perfect. Like there are ops. elements of this. A lot of photo op. I don't understand it from her perspective, from a PR perspective. It's not exactly. Ex- it's not exactly like Taylor Swift needs more fame or more attention. I mean, it's just not possible for her. Travis Kelsey, I can understand that because there are athletes as famous as they are in our world are only famous in our world. There's a whole world of people who have no idea who Travis Kelsey is, and they all know who Taylor Swift is. So his star gets elevated by merely standing next to her in that respect, if that is his ultimate goal. And let's be honest, he's not a dude who shied away from the spotlight, he is a guy who's done reality shows for dating before. He's got the podcast. Like he's very clearly one who embraces the spotlight beyond just his but little this could football also, world. To a manly world, right? Meaning football fans, diehards, that does elevate non Taylor Swift fans to go, you know what? 
I might have to go listen to a few of her songs now because James, you're nodding your head because she's with a badass tight end named Travis Kelsey. So I, I got in, I, I started listening to her a little bit like over the summer. We were in the car a bunch and uh, my, my daughters like her. And so that was instead of, you know, heavy metal on the car, in the car uh, on our trips to Pennsylvania, it was, there's a lot of Taylor Swift too. So I was kind of, I'm kind of, uh, Taylor Swift. That's, that's, that's a heavy transition. I got, I got, I got a head start though. So now I'm, I'm fully in on this. This is, uh, of course, now you are right. I mean, it does seem like it's a big deal. Everybody is intrigued by this pairing. If I was a single gal and I heard Travis Kelsey was trying to shoot his shot. I mean, I I get what she's doing there. Like, I understand. It's it. good looking fella. So it's possible. You said it, not me. Uh, if, if HR is listening. So, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, that, right? Like, it's possible that there's legitimate interest here. But I, like you, it was sat there and wondered. Like, it did all seem a little too perfect. You know, like, we're not, we're not doing it. It could be both. It could be that they are playing into the hands of the public and. That it's something very legitimate. People are saying that they hung out all night last night, too. Yeah, all right. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, is mom there? We, you know what? We will Mom's see because this too. is now a story moving forward each and every day in the NFL.